This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor in-play betting. Watch the action, predict the action, and make your best bet with the latest odds on over 1,000 daily events. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. We're going to build a train so big, it can't be stopped. From the executive producers of Power. We got enemies eyeing us, cops clocking us. Comes the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Tommy Egan is the linchpin to breaking down all of these gangs. Egan's too dangerous to be left alive. Power Book 4, Force. Game over. Premieres Friday, September 1st, only on Stars and the Stars app. What a volley! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently! And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end! Oh, what a goal! What a goal from Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special! Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery into the path of McCann and the follow-up takes it in. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Claret and Blue. Oh, goodness me! What a goal from Patterson! If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that. Pure quality. 
Here goes Mike Conroy. Still time for a winner, baby. John Francie! They came to York in their thousands. They're going home as champions. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Goal! Michael Kennan! Oh, that's justice! That is justice! And they have experience! Burnley are level and deserve to be! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Turfcast podcast pregame show with me, Joe Redman, ahead of this weekend's Return to the turf. Um, obviously, the first game we've played back at the turf since um, a day that none of us want to relive, so I won't mention it. But since the end of last season, anyway, obviously, no friendlies at home this season. Of course, the first first game in the league what was away from home. So this is the first time any of us have been back to the turf. So we're really, really looking forward to it. Well, I am. I'm really looking forward to it. And obviously, Friday has made me want even more because of how good it was uh, against Huddersfield Town. Admittedly, they were poor, but we were very, very good as well. Uh, but it's Luton up next. That's another good marker, I think. It's going to give us another good marker of where we're at. Because um, Huddersfield, yes, they were the last season's playoff finalists, but they lost two of the best players. They lost the manager. They was in disarray. Um, well, I think I'm doing Burnley a bit of a disservice. I know I am, but I'm just trying to keep it all, you know, a bit level-headed and my feet on the ground and stuff. Don't want to get carried away too early. It's one game. Uh, but like I said, Luton's another good marker because they're a good side and they're a different style as well. They'll, I, I, I don't want to say bully because I know I know the negative connotations to that. We all hated it when we were labelled like that. But they're a different style. They'll pump balls into the box and they'll test us and they'll press us high up the pitch and try and force mistakes. And this young defence could crack under that. So it's going to be a really, really good marker. Um, to see what kind of level we're at at the minute. And then you were following that on with a very, very, very tough game uh, away at Watford. Um, so these next two games are going to give us a really, really good indicator of, of where we're at. But so far, so good. All the new players have come in. I was impressed with, obviously, Ian Martson, who got the goal. Very impressed with Cullen. Um, in, just speaking about new players, now impressed with Twine when he came on. Impressed with Bastien all the way throughout the game. Goalkeeper Mjoric, obviously no, no shot on target, so I didn't really have much to do, but looked comfortable on the ball. Um, and I think I speak for every Burnley fan that it would give me a bit of a heart attack when he would just pass it around and like, what is he doing? But obviously, I understand that that's something we're going to get used to now, isn't it? Um, and of course, very good performances from Jack Cork and Charlie Taylor as well. Um, so I'm very, very happy with what I've seen so far. Yes, it's one game. Um, we didn't look amazing in pre-season, but I've never really looked too much into that. Um, it's just all about minutes in the legs in pre-season, is it? Isn't it? So, yeah, Luton's going to give us a very, very good marker, and we've not played Luton since 2007. I saw a stat today. That's a long time ago. You could see I was going to try and work it out how many years ago it was, but I just thought. Nah, I'm too tired. I'm recording this at half 10, 20 to 11. I've still got to edit it, stick it out for you. So I'm tired. I'm not going to try and do any maths. But the point I'm trying to make is we haven't played them for so long. Obviously, we're not going to know anything about Luton, really. So as usual with the pregame show, let's bring in a Luton fan to give us a lowdown on this weekend's opponents. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. 
Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Right, and just like that, we are joined by Bill from Ork Rotato, of course, a Luton fan. I do, mate. You all right? Yeah, doing well, thank you. Um, yeah, a, a positive enough start to the season from, from us and, and uh, an even better start to the season from you, boys. Yeah, well, we're obviously very impressed. Not necessarily with the, the scoreline. I feel like the scoreline could have been better, should have been better uh, for the dominance that we had, but we'll get into that. I do want to talk about your opening day, though, because I was going to go along the lines of you'd probably be disappointed with that. It's Birmingham at home. Birmingham, one of the favourites to to potentially get relegated. I've seen a lot of people tipping you for top six, some people even tipping you for top two. So you would have thought Birmingham at home were a, a, a potential three points. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because, as you say, they're, they're tipped to, to go down this season. Um, you can tell that by the way they, they set up. Um, yeah. Defensively, they, they do look quite strong. Trusty's come in. Um, Mark Roberts has been sort of a championship stalwart for quite some time. And Dion Sanderson also coming in. Three very good defenders that, that I imagine could bail them out of a few um, attacking problems that they're going to have this season, which... If, if the first game of the season is going to go, um, I think that's a, a common theme that, that we might see with Birmingham this season. Um, but yeah, John Eustace as well, new manager. There's There's been all this yeah. off the field noise about Birmingham, which is, um, you know, w- which will be damaging to a football club, which is why I think that, that there is a lot of talk of them potentially going down. But I think they might be all right um, if they can continue to add um, at the top end of the pitch like they, they potentially could be doing. Then I'm sure that they'll be all right. But from a from a Luton perspective, we dominated the ball. Uh, something we didn't really do last year. We were a lot more direct. Um, we, we sort of used the the physicality of Jerome and and Elijah Adebayo quite a lot, and the pace of Harry Cornick. Um, still played good football at times, but it was it was a more direct style of play. But this season, if preseason and the first game of the campaign is anything to go by, looks like we're going to be p- trying to play through the thirds a little bit more. Um, try and build up possession. We've we've got some real technicians that we've added to the squad. Luke Freeman looked very very good. Um, Jordan Clark, who's been at the club for eighteen months now, we got him from Accrington Stanley. Uh, I think he was twenty six years old when he came, and there was sort of no real expectation of him becoming, you know, one of our most integral players. Um, but he, he's done that. He was absolutely outstanding on the opening day, playing in an unfamiliar, more deeper central midfield role and. Um, something that not many Luton fans would have come to expect. And then forward line, Colton Morris looks looks very promising. Elijah Adebayo didn't have his best game at the weekend, but once those two are fit and firing and, you know, linking up to sort of the potential that they've got, I'm sure it will be a, a good sight for us Luton fans. Yeah, fingers crossed for you, boys. Um, going back to Burner, though, of course, you mentioned, you know, we had a good start. I've not sure if you watched it or not, but obviously a lot's been made about, about Burnley's starts of the season, the different style of play, different manager, new players, uh, Cullen, you know, coming in and playing very, very well. Ian Markson coming in and playing very, very well. Uh, young lad, Dora Costello, he came in and did okay. What were your thoughts on Burnley on the opening day? Because it's very strange to see Burnley dominate the ball. I know you said it's similar for similar position for Luton at the minute. But, you know, we had 70% possession, about 15 shots, eight on target. We, did, we just didn't see that for the last six years. But it's a completely different style of play. What do you make of it? Yeah, well, I watched that first game of the season and I didn't really know what I wanted to happen because obviously Huddersfield knocked us out of the, the playoffs yeah. last year. But then we, we've got... Obviously, we've got you coming up, so we didn't really. Well, personally, I didn't really know what to what to make, but yeah, just from the onset, it, it was a 
must have been an exciting watch for for you Burnley fans because the way the way that you pressed the way that um you know you dictated the tempo especially in midfield areas Cullen um you know when he when he was in the championship last looked at an exciting prospect of course gone over to Anderlecht and, and continued his uh, progression and has come back into the championship now and looks a top top player um really really good movement off the ball very very uh, very intelligent off it as well um yeah something that i think is, is going to be a common theme uh, as we said before burnley didn't really dominate possession in the premier league it's gonna um gonna change basically i think um 70 possession or whatever it was it was yeah an outstanding start to uh, to the campaign and as you said before um, probably not an, as many goals as you deserved uh, you completely tore apart a, a team that, that finished as uh, playoff finalists last season which I know they've, they've lost two of their key players they've lost their manager but I don't think they're as bad as people are trying to make out um, I just think Burnley did an exceptional job on them and yeah I'm, I'm a little bit anxious going into this one what do you make of the appointment of Vincent Company? Of course, big name for the championship, or big big name across world football, really. But still, quite you know, you know, wet behind the ears in terms of management. Do you think it's a, a bit of a risky appointment, or do you think it's a clever one? I think it's definitely it'll definitely come with its risks. Um, of course, a very intelligent football in mind. Uh, of course, being that close to Pep Guardiola, being captain of Manchester City, um, the, the way he played the game, it's no surprise that he's coming to management this early. And and has got a good job this early. I think he he will be a be a success. But of course, it, as we say, it does come with its risks. Um, but then at the same time, drawing a a good relationship with Manchester City can only be beneficial to the football club. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I think it's a great start. It'd be interesting to see if that that can sort of translate at home. Um, Luton naturally are going to be a high pressing side, so it'll be interesting to see how. Um, his style of football fares up against the side that will press high and look to force mistakes. Mm. But if you if you can come through the first two tests of, of playing a, a team that finished in the playoffs, uh, finished as playoff finalists, and a team that finished play, uh, playoff semi finalists, dominating the football, and you know coming through them at ease, then I'm sure it can be a, a real positive season for Burnley. Yeah, and of course, Watford the week after as well. So three tough games for Burnley to start off with. So if, if we come out of that with nine points, I don't think any Burnley fan would uh, have, have envisioned that at the start of the season, no matter how positive we are at the minute. I think a lot of us thought it was going to be a slow start, you know, nine new players, 11 players leaving, new manager. Um, but, you know, we've only had three points so far. We've got two tough games coming up, so let's not get ahead of ourselves. I do want to talk about loot, and obviously, um, I know you mentioned your style briefly. Let's go into it a little bit more, because, of course, last season... A little bit more direct, as you said. I remember seeing a few reports labelling you as the bully boys of the championship. That's made me a little bit anxious for this week because I'm thinking Luton are going to go direct, pump some balls into the box, and maybe the new keeper and some of the, the young defensive lads won't be able to handle that. But you've sort of like said you've got a high press as well. You're trying to play between the thirds a little bit more. So what sort of style can we expect Luton uh, to play this weekend? Yeah, I can imagine it reverts more back to a direct style of playing, maybe not as direct as we've seen last year, but the fact that we're going to be playing a team like Burnley, that of course, yeah, youthful defence, um, you know, a, a team that will try and dominate the ball. I think um, Luton saw some joy last season away against teams that like to dominate possession. We saw a lot of success against uh, sort of Swansea, um, Coventry as well, where we went a little bit more direct and, you know, when you've got a player like Elijah Adebayo, you've got Colton Morris next to him as well. You've got sort of 
the creativity just behind them of, of Luke Freeman. It's quite an interesting one because it, it really does make you think of how we are going to play. Last season, it was um, pretty much set in stone. We had um, Cornet going off Adebayo. Um, we did vary up our, our attacking play a fair bit, but that was sort of the, the main pipeline of our success was was Adebayo's physicality and, and Cornick sort of playing off that um, had the creativity of Snodgrass which also helped in that, that respect and um, yeah this season as well losing some a ball playing centre-back like Cal Naismith I think a, a pointer that we could have gone more direct than we have this season but then we've also got Jordan Clark playing in a deeper role we've got Luke Freeman who can always looking to pick up the ball, finding pockets of space and, and splitting the defence. So, yeah, I think that's the, the good thing this season. Um, last year, we, we recruited athletes, people that will compete off the ball, will yeah. have the better of their opponent. This season, we've added more technical players and players that will be able to split open defences like Corley Woodrow, mentioned Freeman there, Louis Watson as well. When he gets up to speed, I'm sure he'll be an exciting prospect. Um Today we've just added John McAtee, who's gone straight to straight back to Grimsby, which um yeah, I think he's gonna be an exciting signing. But another pointer of the intent that, that Jones is trying to add more more ball playing um midfielders that, that can play through the lines and, and cause problems that way. So yeah, in terms of style of play, it's gonna be difficult to to really give you an answer here and now. Um I think for, for us losing fans, it's gonna be um it's going to be interesting to see how, how Jones appro- approaches this. I think there's scope for us to, to try and match the way Burnley play in terms of uh, positionally and stylistically as well. But at the same time, we might try and go down the, as you said before, bully boy route and, and try and take advantage of, of a more youthful defence. Yeah, it'd be certainly be interesting to see a team come to Burnley and try and bully us after what we've watched Burnley do for the last six years, going to Anfield and bullying them, going to United and bullying them. So it will be interesting. It'd be interesting to see how the fans react as well, to see if anyone you know throws a few elbows in like Ashley Barnes has done for the last six years, because uh, we can't really complain, let's be honest. Um, I want to talk about your ambitions for this season as well, because last season, of course, finishing the playoffs, you know, unlucky to lose out, you know, could be in the Premier League now, you know, looting in the Premier League. It's one of them sort of like fairy tale stories, isn't it? You've had such a rise as well over the last 10 years. It wasn't that long ago you was in the conference. You won the conference in 2014, was it? Maybe 2013, I can't remember exactly. But now, obviously, knocking on the door of the Premier League, I've seen a few people predicting you to finish second. I think the lads at the Second Tier podcast, or one of them did, had Luton finishing second. What are your personal ambitions for this season? Where do you think you can finish? Yeah, again, it's a very, very interesting one. Of, of course, finishing sixth last season. Um, I think Luton fans have the right to believe that, that they can go even better than that in terms of finishing a little bit higher than sixth. Second, I still think it's a, a bit of a stretch, especially watching Burnley on the opening day. And I don't really want to give Watford too much credit, but yesterday that, that front three was was completely frightening. I think they'll sell more to them, to, well, a pair of them, to be fair, at least. I think I'm, I'm watching that thinking, oh, come on, Watford, please sell them. Yeah, yeah, I think you had the thoughts of the rest of the championship there. Um, yeah, it's a scary front three, but at the same time, I think um, Luton are, are getting to a point now where we've built on our position every every season for the last sort of six, seven seasons. We've, we've improved our position on the table. Um, I think naturally it's led to high expectations for the season ahead, but at the same time, we're realistic about the championship, about what it can what it can potentially hold and, and seeing some of the teams um, 
seeing some of the teams play on the opening day, we do realise it's going to be tough to to even repeat the same fate. To, to come sixth again will be a, a tr- tremendous achievement given our budget, give, given you know what we've got at the football club, given the resources. Um, but because of this sort of fairy tale um, rise, and because of Nathan Jones as a manager, how demanding he is, uh, sort of the proofs in the pudding as well. It, it's happened before. We've continued to rise up the up the divisions under Nathan Jones. Um, yeah, it's no, it, it won't be a surprise if we do improve on our position. But at the same time, I don't think it will be uh, too much of a disappointment if we do finish just narrowly outside the playoffs. So. Yeah, it's an exciting one for us Luton fans, but at the same time, I don't think we're we're too carried away thinking we're going to storm the league or we're going to come in the top two. I think um, majority of Luton fans are going to be realistic that that finishing, you know, fifth to tenth is, is still considered a good achievement. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, you mentioned a few players earlier when you were talking more about your style, but what sort of players should we be looking out for that can hurt us the most as Burnley fans? Um, I think. Elijah Adebayo didn't have his best game against Birmingham. Um, I think Burnley were linked with him um, a while back as well. Um, a, a few Premier League teams were at the back end of last season. Um, but it's, it's no surprise. His, his physicality, his intelligence, he's a player that, you know, he's not just six foot four and will win headers and, and got the physical prowess to, to back that up. He's also really, really good with the ball at his feet. He, he's clever. He, he can run at defenders. He's got quick feet. Um, he brings a lot to the table. So if he's you know getting dominated in the air, he's, he's got another string to his bow. I think Luke Freeman as well. He was he was class during sort of the first first sixty minutes against Birmingham. Real exciting player that I think Nathan Jones will be able to get the best out of him if we can keep him fit. I think he's going to be a really, really good addition. Um, mentioned Jordan Clark as well, playing in a slightly deeper role than, than us Luton fans have grown accustomed to. Uh, someone that, that will pull the strings. Similar to Cullen in a way, um, watching watching um, that game. He, he's very, very, very intelligent off the ball. Make sure that he'll always have a lot of time and space. And little flicks he does, the passes forwards. Um, yeah, I can, I can see comparisons between those two. Um, and then... I guess Colton Morris as well. He's come in, looked really, really sharp. Um, quite a selfish forward, but in a positive way. He's he, Luton have uh, have had a tendency not to take the shot when they've got a sight at goal. Um, always look to, you know, sh- shuffle to the left and, and try and take that extra touch. But Morris is somebody that will take a shot quick. Um, he knows what he's doing in front of goal, and I'm, I'm sure. He's going to be one that will score a few goals for us this season. Um, and then I guess James Bree and Alfie Doughty as the wing backs as well, both very attacking. Doughty, somebody that, that will look to commit defenders um, acceleration wise, progressive running. Um, whereas Bree is, is more, more incisive. He'll look more to, to break defenses down with his passing, with his crossing. So, yeah, two sort of full-back wing-backs that will offer different traits going forward. So, yeah, there's definitely this season. I think that the main thing is that the, the competition levels now are very, very high. Um, we haven't really had that. We haven't. We've always had strong enough squads, but we've now got a real good championship squad that pretty much when we name our 25-man squad, all 25 are quality, good quality championship players, which I don't think we've had um, since we've been in the second tier. So, yeah, it's definitely a lot of threats that we've got now. Um, 
whether that that can translate and and cause a team like Burnley too many problems. We'll have to wait and see. But I'll be going into to this game a lot more confident than than if it was last season. We were playing a top team. Yep, fair enough. Uh, time to get some predictions then. Um, obviously, we'll start off with the game itself this weekend. Uh, what sort of result do you think it's going to be? It's going to be a difficult one. I was I was hoping um, coming into the season. I looked at Burnley away, second game of the season. I was I, I was actually excited because I thought Burnley were going to do similar to, to Sheffield United, where they struggled at the start but then picked up because of the quality they obviously possessed. Yeah, to be but, fair, that's that's what I predicted myself. I thought with all the new system, new players, I thought we'd start slowly, but we still might. Yeah, you know, it's one game. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It's one game. You can't really draw too many, especially with everything that's going on with Huddersfield as well. It's, it's quite difficult to determine actually how good of a result I, th- I think that is. Um, but yeah, I think Burnley 2-1 I'll go for as a result. I think it will be a tighter game. I think it will give you more problems than Huddersfield did. Um, but ultimately, I think your quality might might prevail. And yeah, it'll be a good, good championship fixture. But I think ultimately, Burnley might proved to be a bit too bit too powerful, a bit too uh, intelligent on the ball. Yeah, funnily enough, I've gone for 2-1 Burnley as well. I think we dominate possession so much against Huddersfield. If we can do that again, I think we can learn from our mistakes at the weekend where we didn't put the game to bed and hopefully get a second goal. But I do think you're going to take, or at least try and take advantage of the inexperienced back line, as you mentioned earlier, with your press or with your pumping the balls into the box. I think you will get some joy out of that. Um, so I think you'll score, but fingers crossed, obviously, Burnley for, for a, a 2-1 win. And as well, I want to get some of your championship predictions as well. It's still quite early in the season for, for the first sort of like five, ten pre-game shows. I'm just going to ask people where they think, you know, their team will finish and where Burnley will finish. So, so where do you think the two teams will finish at the end of the season? Yeah, I mean, as you said before, um, Birmingham seemed like a really, really good opportunity for us to get on the board. Um, but at the same time, the performance was good enough to, to warrant um, me continuing to think that, that Luton will sneak into the playoffs again. I think we might grab sixth again. Um, I, again, it's, it's difficult because I'll be I'll be happy enough with that sort of fifth to tenth um, yeah. range. But at the same time, we, we've sort of set ourselves high standards. Um, Nathan Jones will not be happy until you know everything's said and done. He'll be striving to finish as high as possible. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm happy to. I'll be happy with fifth to tenth, but the, the Luton fan, the, the optimist in me, wants to wants to say fifth or sixth again. Uh, Burnley, I think, um, as you said, I had them to be, you know, the, the kind of team similar to to uh, Sheffield United last year, where they struggled at the start, maybe not with the style of play, but they struggled to get points on the board. But Burnley, who have proven so far in ninety minutes of football that they might not go down that route. I think looking from the the first two games, looking how how much they dominated a team that you know largely is still the same to, to um, the the team that finished as playoff finalists last season. Um, I think that the way you dominated them, um, looking at the other results, looking at the other performances, um, I, I'd go second. I'd go second. Um, yeah, the, you probably were the pick of the bunch, but I still think that there's going to be. A lot will happen during the season. I don't know. I don't know if I could justify saying top straight away, but yeah. Yeah, fingers, I'd, I'd rip your hand off a second, obviously. So I don't feel that. Like, who do you think is going to finish top out of interest then? I, 
it's, it's difficult because uh, I don't really want too many Luton fans to listen to this part. But if Watford can keep that front free, um, yeah, it's hard to look past them. Um, yeah. Dennis, Jao Pedro, and then, you know, Saar was probably, you know, the worst out of the three yesterday. And that's still Ismail Saar, who, who will be absolutely incredible this year. Um, I think they've still got bodies to... to um, add as well they're still actively looking for a left-sided centre-back which I think will be massive for them still looking to bolster their midfield so I think that will that will probably put them in good stead to, to go on and, and enjoy a very good season um, yeah I think Rob Edwards as well I think he's a very very good manager who will be backed by by Watford it's a, a new new era for them and as, as much as I don't want to say uh, Watford will go and, and win the league I hope they don't of course but yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard to look past them at this stage. You're a better man than me, mate. I don't think I could ever predict Blackburn to win the league, no matter how good their <laughs> players were. But um, yeah, I do think I, I think Dennis and Saul will go if they keep hold of them. And the amount of players that we've lost this season, I'll be very annoyed. Not necessarily with Burnley, but just with the entire situation. Like, why couldn't we keep Corney or Dwight, for example, and yet they're they're keeping their players? Talking Ben Mee were different because they were out of contract. Um, but that's it from me. Um, just before we do go, though, do you want to let everyone know where they can find all your Luton content, uh, just so they can digest it pre-match, or, or if they want to keep up to date with Luton throughout the season? Yes. Um, yeah, of course. We are at Oak Road Hatter on Twitter, um, oakroadhatter.com our website as well um yeah as we say we'll be doing pre-match stuff for, for this game and beyond the, the rest of the season um podcasts and, and written content as well so yeah take take a look and and hopefully we can we can get some good content out ahead of this game and, and after it as well yeah now so mate thank you for coming on turfcast it's been a pleasure perfect thank you Back for Arfield. Scott Arfield. He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Oh, what a goal! What a goal from Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special. Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann and the fire finds the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Claret and Blue. Oh, goodness me! What a goal from Patterson! If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that. Pure quality. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yeah! Michael Kennan! Oh, that's justice! That is justice! And they have experience! Burnley are level and deserve to be! Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. 
Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.